going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, The Pull-Up. And today, we have a special guest in the building. Listen, she has a famous father. She's a singer, songwriter, audio engineer, and a harmonizer. And her styles are bad, like Jim Brown. You know we have in the building today? We have Tashana, a.k.a. Pinky Famous in the building today. What's going on, my sister? I'm blessed. Thanks for having me, by the way. All right. I'm glad that you could make it through, you know what I mean? Yes. I couldn't miss it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I heard your styles are bad like Jim Brown. Not true? Yeah, man. My style, them different. Yeah. Yeah. So I sing, I DJ. Right now, I try rap. Yeah. So, you know, I try every genre. So, I mean. Well, you grew up in the music and amongst the music. So, it's only natural that you'll try Every different style, you know what I mean? Right, because as you know, my daddy's a veteran artist, so mm -hmm. I've been around music from yeah. birth, so yeah. All right, so then give me a elevator pitch of who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into your story. All right, so Tishana, I was Pinky Famous. Tishana from birth, because that's my right name. Uh, Pinky Famous come about when I was about eight or nine. Somebody came around and was like, Pinky you see a star, your father, O'Neill Famous, just put the famous and call yourself Pinky Famous. So mm -hmm. I started music professionally at age 11. 11. Right. And, you know, I became popular amongst my peers and I just fell in love with music ever since. And then I had a name change about two years ago to my, my given name. So, yeah. Okay. And what part of Jamaica did you grow up in? Portmore. Portmore. And what was it like growing up in Portmore back then? Boy, I'm a live at Portmore, and I know Portmore made me feel like the celebrity that I'm. I I'm supposed to be right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Portmore is good. I mean, everyone treats you like family, and everybody's musical. So it's a good place to grow. Dear, and what part of Portmore? Uh I mostly used to live at Passage Fort. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You ever used to remember seeing like cartel or anybody around at that time, yeah? Well, I've never met cartel, but I've seen a few artists. Mm -hmm. Right. We're gonna we're gonna get into that just now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So then when did you notice music? Even though you were around it and stuff, but when do you remember actually taking note of music? Uh, all right. So you know I'm singing from I was four. Mm -hmm. I started professional at age eleven. Uh, from them time till now, man, yeah. you know, music, I sleep, eat, everything music, so music. <laughs> and you didn't want to do anything before music, like you wanted to be a nurse, a lawyer, a judge, or anything before music? Well, you know, growing up, every kid wanted to be teacher, doctor, lawyer. Yeah. I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. But after I left high school, I studied practical nursing, so... You know, I can have that by my belt, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then you did further your education I what did. to do. I did. But music is just in your heart and yeah. soul. Music I'm alive, man. Mm -hmm. If I'm sad it's music. If I'm happy it's music. It's just music. Yeah. Right. Your dad, O'Neill Famous, veteran artist. He's been around songs like Creation, Stereo One, Metro Media, all type of songs. Right. All right. What was it like growing up with your dad? All right, so growing up with my dad, I always felt like a celebrity because, you know, my daddy's popular. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he didn't get a break that he should have gotten, but he's well-known and he's so rounded in music. Like, right now he's a producer, and he's the one that, like, he gives me my drive for music. He's my inspiration musically. Mm -hmm. 
because you know I love DJing and my dad is a DJ, a hardcore DJ. So you know, you know that guy. It it's great, man. Mm-hmm. And he, what type of artist you used to see him with at that time? They're growing up. Veteran, veteran. Right now, I'm calling myself the young girl veteran because mm-hmm. that's who, that's how I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Luciano, Peter Metro, Josie Will, you name it. Admiral Bailey, all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's how I grew up. So, And I can sing like Phyllis Dillon too, you know. Yeah. Where there's something that I say, okay, since we're here, we're going to jump here and then move back. Right. I was watching original Rub-A-Dub Thursdays. Right. And I seen you and Singer J doing a tribute to... Um, Bob. Marcia Griffiths and Bob Andy. And Bob Andy. Listen, okay, singing Jay's part is nice. Okay, he's singing cool. Right. You see when you picked up and you sang that Marcia Griffiths part, I was floored. I was yeah. shocked. Everybody's reaction was like mind-blowing. Like, like where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you listen to a lot of like foundation music growing up? I do. I've been doing that. All right. So basically reggae, rubber dub kind of vibe. That's where I started. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the older I'm getting and, you know, peer pressure and the world, you know. You're finding like yourself a along, off, but along the That's way. my strong point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Veteran and rubber dub music. That's my strong point. Reggae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember when you wrote your first song? I do. When, how old were you when you wrote I was song? 11. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a song called Sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the first song written by me. But the songs that I had out at that time was written by Mr. Bertus. Yeah. Okay. So you you were actually recording and putting out music since you were 11. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your first songs that you'd, you'd put out? The first song I put out was called School Bus Ride. Yeah. And then the one that became popular was Educate the Youngster Them. That song made me a child star. Educate the Youngster Them. Yeah. It was even number two in South Africa those times. Yeah. All right. And you know you're not going to sit here and just tell me about it. You're not going to make us hear it. Why? <laughs> of course. So I have them look at your advice there again. Not become a sing boss, school boss ride. Nothing send me put education aside. I turn up the thing like a blackberry ping and put all my dalios things aside. My daddy was an artist, 89. Him never get the boss, but I mean in mind. Him send me go school so I not turn a fool like some parents pick me where pick up nine. <laughs> okay, so from then you were you were singing, but it was almost like a sing J type of right, style. Right, sing yeah. J kind of style. Until when I was about fifteen, that's when I started doing like Phyllis Dillon, mm-hmm. Marcia Griffiths, and those kind of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you say that song went number two in, in South, South Africa, Africa, right? And that basically made you a child star. At yeah. Time. What things did you start to do when that song came out? Were you making like TV appearances, going to school? What was happening then? At the time I was attending primary school, I was in about grade six. Um, I was doing crazy interviews and shows. I even got booked for shows overseas. But, you know, at the time I couldn't do it because, you know, school and most of the countries, they were like child labor, child labor. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I couldn't work at the time. So, Okay. And is there any music video or anything for this song? Yeah. Pinky Famous, Educate the Youngster. It's out there. Yeah. Definitely going to look for it because that was one thing that was not my radar. But now you said it. Yeah. Definitely going to check it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? There. Okay. So you never 
because I know your father has a studio also, right. Music Town. Yeah. So is that more like a dub plate studio or what type of studio is that? Yeah, man, Music Town, a dub plate studio. Because as I tell you, daddy work with the veteran them right through. Mm -hmm. So when it's like for 45 and, you know, those kind of recordings, you know, you'll call up on me because I'm the younger brain and, you know, yeah, because yeah, as you said, I'm an engineer. Mm -hmm. I do all my recordings as well. Yeah. You record yourself? Yeah, man. The best way for my record, <laughs> recording myself. Yeah. Right. What got you into audio engineering? Because you know there's not a lot of women, females that's in something like that. Right. What got you into that? Uh, it's a bit of a sad story, but also with a good ending. Okay. Because I started engineering 2019. My dad got real sick. And, you know, at the time I was living with my dad and my stepmom and I had a younger brother at the time and my dad was sick and I had a, about a whole album to do some harmony and everybody run left my daddy, man, engineer, everybody. And I was like, whoa, you know, I'm not going to make my little baby brother suffer. I mean, I'm there hungry because honestly, being honest is the first I'm going to say this. I actually thought I was going to lose my dad because it's the first I've ever seen him that sick and in that you know, and it was so crazy. And I just went in the studio and I'm saying, my little brother now hungry now. And me worse. I was going there, man. And I did the whole 12 harmony. And that's when I recorded my first gospel song by myself. Yeah. So what made you even know how to use a mixing board and engineer and all that stuff? I like? mean, the only thing I knew was like, to press the space bar to stop and to press three to record. But when we said, like, record a whole thing, bong out, session, file, everything, I did all of that. I guess it was just common sense. Our yeah. God just did a work through me that day. But being in the studio a lot, too, you see a lot of stuff, and a lot of times you don't know, you don't 100% grasp it right. until you have to actually do it. Now. Right, right. So then you're doing it, and I was like, oh, I've seen the engineer. Do something like so it makes sense to me now. Right. Yeah. because yeah, you know, um, daddy's an engineer and my cousins are engineers and I have friends who are engineers and I'm always around, but I don't really know. As I tell you, all I see them presses tree and space bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, come yeah. like a God work through me that day, man. Yeah. And from then I'm I can't tell you say my own body's engineer. I can mix everything. Mm -hmm. Do you do, do you record like other artists who are you prefer to just record yourself? No, I'm record Wally Pattis, man. Like, like who? Veteran, young artist, anybody you name it. Give, give me some names that you recorded. All right, when Shabarangs come at the studio, come to dub, you know, you have Luciano as well, mm -hmm. dub plate, because most times with the dub plate, Josie Will, Admiral Bailey, Admiral Tibet, all of them. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So you you engineered Shaba's dub plate session. Right, with daddy. That's wild still. You know what I mean? I don't think you even really understand how big that is. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? man. Yeah. And I know that you're a harmonizer also. Yeah, you I harmonize. do harmonies. What, what songs have you done harmonies for? I do harmonies on Marley Dan's song called Dream, Joshy's song Numb. Um, I do harmonies for Luciana as well. Not sure of the name. I'm not, I don't remember. Yeah. Many harmonies. Yeah. Enhance, Miss Attitude. A lot of songs. A whole lot of songs. Okay. Loot and Fire. 
Your name, them man, can't it get a lot. So it's not only. So it's like you're you're all over the place when it comes to harmony because it's dance hall, right? But most people don't know that I'm the one doing them. Yeah, yeah, because I kind of keep that side a bit private. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they're gonna know. Yeah, them know, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, man. You definitely you've done a lot of you've done a in your short period of time of being in this business. You've done a lot. You understand. Right. And what what else is left for you to do that you haven't tried in the business yet? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what I haven't tried as yet, mm-hmm. but what I'm sure of, and I know, I know that I'm going to be a superstar one day. Mm-hmm. That's always been my dream, and I know it's going to come true. What is it about being that superstar that you wanted and you know is going to happen. What is it about a superstar? Right. For me, in my eyes, being the superstar I want to be, I'm not all about money. I know money have to come in play, you know, but mm-hmm. it's not all about that. I just want people to hear my talent because I feel like I'm a special person because, you know, once you have a talent and a gift from God, you're special. Mm-hmm. So I just want my talent to be heard, and I think that's one of my dad's dream. Maybe he didn't make it the way he wanted to back then, mm-hmm. and... No, he's trying with me. I just want to make him proud. That's my aim. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to make him proud, you know? Got you 100%. And I know somebody that you work with extensively too was Luciano. Right. How did that come around? And what in what capacity did you guys work? All right. So, you know, you know, again, the studio. So uh, my dad was playing this EP that I was working on when I was about 18 mm-hmm. or so. And he heard a song on the EP and he was like, who is this girl, you know, who is this? And my dad is like, you know, I'm like a daughter and thing. And from then we started working, helping, you know, write songs. We did, we do two songs together. And yeah, it was good working with him. He's the one who introduced me to Rebel Salute stage too. So big up yourself, Messenger, for that. You know, that's one of my biggest performances ever. So I was grateful, you know. I'm still grateful. What was that like walking out on the big Rebel Salute stage and seeing all those people looking at you and you're looking back at them? What was that feeling like? I won't lie. At first, nerves did kill me. Mm -hmm. But you see when Luciana said, I'm going to call out Pinky Famous and the crowd's reaction is like, I don't know what happened that night. Like, I was like, I was puzzled in my mind. Like, yeah. where this reaction come from? Like, me or some Ethan or Marcia, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, all right, me got there to shell this, you know. And I held my head high and I walk out, boy, see, you know. I when I start singing the perfidy, you know, and I have to wheel up that. Yeah. <laughs> On the big rebel salute stage. Right. Yeah. No, because that's a big stage. You know? Right, it is. Many, there's still a lot of artists been on the stage, but a lot of artists have not made it to that stage. Because, right? I mean, I performed like about after five in the morning, saying, you know, the crowd well in tune that time. Yeah. yeah. No, that's big there. Brought up something too. When it comes to inspiration, what other artists, especially female artists, inspire you? Phyllis Dillon. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is it about? Somebody like Phyllis Dillon is way before your time. I mean, way before your time. What is it about Phyllis Dillon? All right. So a sound man introduced my dad to, you know, my dad must know about Phyllis Dillon, but mm-hmm. a sound man called him one day and said, you know, you should let your daughter study Phyllis Dillon songs about 2015. Yeah. And my dad was, 
yeah, man, I'm going to tell her, man, but you know, all right, I'm going to try it. And I tried win or lose first. Mm-hmm. And from I do win or lose, it's crazy. Sometimes I see my, my dad looking at me when I sing in her songs. Like, he's like, you might wonder if I'm me a singer, I really feel it still, and I'm not more like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And who else here, female wise? Marcia Griffiths, and I love Etana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could tell, again, back to the Rub It Up Thursdays, when when I heard you do your part, the Marcia Griffith, and it was spot on. Right. And it, it seemed like you did it like effortlessly. It's not like, okay, I'm going to try. Okay, you know what? Let's go. <laughs> no, you just picked the mic and sang. And what if a lot of people don't even notice, that night it seemed like you were even working that night. Yeah, I, was, I had on my staff shirt. <laughs> yes, I was helping my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was helping my dad, you know. I'm so always there helping okay. him. Well, yeah. I just came up okay, sing this song. Okay. Singer Jay was like, you know, I'm not finished that, that session here until I come up, come sing yeah. this song. And it's crazy because I didn't really know the lyrics, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just that moment I went back and studied the song, you know. I had like five minutes to catch it. And the delivery was so good. like Spot on. Right, they said, pull up, hear me, Lord God, they were stressed, we sing again, I'm remember the lyrics, it's crazy. You just sing that part, wheel up, my God. They never let me come on. Yeah, you know those hikes here. Talking about Rub It Up Thursday, have you performed any other night besides that night there? Yeah, I think I performed about two or three other nights mm-hmm. apart from that night, yes, because you know, Original Dance on Thursday is my dad's event. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I performed about two or three times. But I have fans there, like, from even England, people from here in Canada. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Pinky, every night to come here to see your profile, you know, I you know, profile. What does that mean? I can't perform every week. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I'm working. You get what I say? But I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful. And how has Rubber Dub Thursdays really helped lift the profile of, like, you and your father and stuff like that? All right, so, you know, once my dad's profile is being lifted, you know, eventually people is going to start gravitating to me and wanting to find out more and stuff like that. So it's been good so far, and I know it's going to be greater. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you change your name from Pinky Famous back to your original name, Tishana? Why, why, why would you change it? Honestly... I changed my name 2020. I started working with a producer and he thought that Pinky Famous, I've outgrown Pinky Famous. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And you have a few people that would be like, they don't like the name Pinky and stuff like that. But Pinky Famous is to carry on the legacy of my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm still Pinky Famous because them not look like them plan for let it go at all, at all. They used to call me that, so... Just work with it same way. Okay, so it was working with the producers, he inspired you, he or she inspired you to really change Fame, your name. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And then here you are. And then why didn't you change it to another artist name, per se, instead of saying, okay, this is who I am, this is my real name type of thing? They got the opportunity to choose a name for me, and from they asked me, so question, what's your right name? And I'm like, Tishana. They're like, Tishana, that's it. Tishana, I'm like, okay, let's work with it. And you didn't think about putting, keeping the famous like Tishana famous on it? I, 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 it's been on my mind because a lot of people keep saying it to me, like, why don't they still use the famous? And, Mm -hmm. hey, let's see what works. And I know you were, you have a lot of visuals out and stuff and you dropped a EP 
2022 last year. Yeah, The, the mood. mood, right. Yeah. How many songs are in The Mood? Uh, six. Six, okay. And what The three that I've seen, this is where you see a real different side. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because again, yeah, you have songs like Ja This, Ja That, but this was where it's almost like this was your real sexual side. Right. Where you decide to say, okay, this is where I'm going to do almost like what I want to do, sing what I want to sing. Right. How did you come up with the songs and how did your father feel when he heard those songs? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So The Mood, it's a EP released on the Reflex Music. Reflex is my friend, my good friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to work with me. So he's like, let's try something sexy because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have much of those songs because, you know, I'm always doing positive songs or, yes, I do dance, but I haven't been sexual. Mm-hmm. And he's like, He's giving me a challenge to see if I can write all six songs about sex mm-hmm. and they don't sound the same. And if you listen to all six songs, they're totally different, mm-hmm. different wordings and stuff like that. But the mood came about because it's the vibe that the rhythms give me. So if I get a rhythm right now and it's like, pang, 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 you know, your ear, love song and that. Probably me not hear that, you know, because what what I tell people, I don't really listen like for the the keys or the drums. Sometimes I write bass after what the the vibe the bass giving me. Mm-hmm. So the mood is just different. My dad's reaction now. You write me off, man. <laughs> My daddy don't love them kind of music. The period. Yeah. Him just want me to sing Phyllis Dillon and mm-hmm. reggae music. Him not have nothing to do with that part. Once he comes out to that, he don't even want to hear it. The first time I wrote a song like that, mm-hmm. it was about 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And I called him today because it's a good this song. Bad, I'm say bad. It's, it's named Slidey Teen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to call the him. first one. <laughs> and I called him. And he was like, they're on the road, you know, man. Yeah, bad, I'm going to say. Okay, I sent you a song because I don't know who is around. So I'm like, okay, I sent you a song. Listen it and listen it like I'm not your child. Yeah. Pinky, come on from before. Then you can listen to the song and come back. Mm-hmm. Song Bad Man. So you can just sing something different. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's crazy. But like them songs at all. Yeah. But that seems like it's a different character. That almost seems like somebody that would be named Pinky Famous right. when you're singing those type of songs here. Yeah, I'm just I'm just showcasing my versatility. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying new stuff. See, right now, my child, my little rap, I'm just trying new stuff. I love music. So whatever music it is, it's just music. So that's what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay. We went sex. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Now you come back with badness. All right. Dark. Darkness. All right. And this is like a a movie and a song all in one. This yeah. is where we've seen you now starting to act. Right. Talk to me about that song there and how you went from, remember, you're singing, ja, you're linking with foundation people, Luciana brought you out first, then you went sex, and then now you come back with badness. All right. Talk to me about that. <laughs> He put in me on the spot. <laughs> okay. So as I'm telling you, I'm just going to show my versatility, to be honest. And 
It's like, as I'm telling you, the vibe where the beats give me, whatever vibe the beat give me, that's what I'm going to give. And the night when I wrote Dark, I was in a bad mood. Like, you know, sometimes you hear people say stuff about you that they don't know, and it pains you, right? So I'm like, you know, sometimes I wish I could have put to it. <laughs> I don't mean it, though, but I'm so upset. So I'm yeah. saying, all right, I'm going to take it out in another song. But Dark, Dark, Dark of the place, man. Mm-hmm. And then the visuals. Who came up with the idea of the visuals now? All right. So that video was shot by Remy. Remy Studios. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Remy, you know, the videographer has to come up with his ideas and stuff like that. And, you know, the song is well detailed. So I guess we were playing out whatever the song says. Mm -hmm. Right. Right there. When I've seen you with the, we'll call it shoes for the sake of YouTube. Yeah. In your hand. And then you have, you're the boss lady and you have some more. Young woman back there with their shoes to hey. us. I said, eh. Yeah, I said, those yeah. are props. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> Just the way how you're holding it and looking at deal. Yeah, I said, hold well, on, yeah, you're they were, for real. Yeah, but they, yeah. they were showing me what to do because, yeah. you know, I'm a kind of gangster, but I mean, I don't know badness. I just do my music, okay? Yeah. <laughs> funny. And I know your one of your latest singles, because you have two singles you're promoting right now, one of them Outside. Yeah, Outside. Right, talk to me about that. How you come up with Outside there? All right. So Outside is a song that's relatable. You know, all females can relate to it. And it's not only female. If you, you, you can, if you're listening on a male's perspective, you can just withdraw some of the words like when I say him or whatever and mm-hmm. still it's still relatable for persons who are in relationships so mm-hmm. outside I mean if a nigga or a female not treating you right you know you gonna go outside fix up show them say okay me go outside and you gonna say, say 500 different male after me but it's you know so I'm showing you what you're missing out on bro you get what I say so that's that's basically what outside is about and that's one of your newest singles right now right right okay I have a line. The line goes, I love you till I hate you. <laughs> All right. What line is that from? What's Ambivalence. Up? Okay. This is your newest song out right now. Yeah. When I heard that line in the song, I said, yo, this girl is a different girl, boss. Yeah, man, it's deep. Mm-hmm. I write my songs deep and I write my songs relatable, as I tell you. Um, sometimes it's not what you are going through, but someone else is going through it. And just the fact that you can be there to sing something that they can relate to and to comfort them, it it, it does a whole lot for me. And mm-hmm. at the time when I wrote that song, I had a friend, she was going through a whole lot of stuff. Because I, I wrote that song like last year, early last year. Okay. Yeah, but the producer didn't release it till this year. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote that song... It's like something special about that song because everybody like that song deep. Mm-hmm. I hope they're not pin it for nobody. <laughs> yeah, but you know that, yeah, man, ambivalence. That song is very deep, man. Very deep. Well, you could see your, 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 when it comes to your wordplay right. and your pen game, it's definitely next level. Right. As you said, you sing, you DJ, you sing J, and now you're even rapping. Right. You have gospel songs, you have sex songs, you have badness, you have jaw, you have reality, you have love. You're just putting it all together. Putting it all together. Yeah. What is the truest essence of you when you sing this type or DJ or rap or sing this type of music? Right. What type of music is the truest essence of you? Reggae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I have so many songs that I've done and I love them dearly because, you know, I did them, I write them. 
and stuff like that. But when it comes on to reggae and R and B, I think that's the side that brings out my true potential more, and it's just a different feel to like from even people's reactions mm-hmm. as well when I do those music, especially reggae music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there, definitely, and right around the corner from 2024. What could we expect? from you in 2024? I mean, so much greatness. You know, you have times when I used to feel doubtful and stuff like that because, I mean, you have people, oh, you know, boss said this, that, that, and it gets crazy sometimes because I'm only human, Mm -hmm. you know, but when I really look at it, I'm like, I'm super talented. I do my own engineering and all of that. I write, I sing, and I'm like, when the time is right, God is going to open that door for me that has been Mm -hmm. closed so long. So I took all that off my mind and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to focus and work hard. And I start getting a different belief in myself since I'm lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm just working towards that. So I know 2024 has something great in store for me. Tell people, a lot of people see, they just see people show up online or social media and have this big song and they think it's just overnight. A lot of times it takes 10, pe- 10 right. years right. to become a overnight sensation right that's true yeah because we can be here talking about outside now and you probably not get the big break till all the next two year next year you never know right that's how it works in like a real funny place in australia they right. got the break in australia and then it just worked back to jamaica and bust right across that's the true that's true that's just how music goes true floor is yours right now anything you want to see anybody you want to big up leave some social contacts where they could check out your music booking and all that good stuff before i get you out of here all right. So you don't know your girl, Tishana, a.k.a. Pinky Famous. If you want to talk to me, you see me, you check out my Instagram, Tishana underscore official. Uh, TikTok is the same. And don't forget to subscribe to my Vivo channel, Tishana Vivo. Uh, big up Nastruck Production. They're the one I'm here to right now. Big up Six City, Zen Nation, Music Tone, Original Dance Alters. They just big up everybody and big up God. Definitely. Big up you, man. <laughs> Thank you. No, you. It, 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 as I said, before we even started recording, the funny thing, we were supposed to link last time we were up here. Right. It didn't happen because of time. Saturday, I got a call from my brethren, Stretch, which is Jack Scorpio's son. Right, right, right. said, hey, I'm in the studio now with O'Neill Famous and Peter Metro. said, okay, cool. Put O'Neill Famous on the phone. We're talking quick. He said, yo, where are you, Canada? I said, yeah. I said, my daughter's up here. Pinky Famous. I said, oh, yeah. Gave me your number. It was either gave me your number gave, or you got my number. Mm-hmm. We linked up and here you are right now. Just because of one super random phone call. Right, you know right. I mean? Nothing before the time. Nothing. Remember nothing though happened before the time. I'm so one of a kind. I'm blessed and sanctified. <laughs> Well, um, definitely I could see big things are on the horizon for you. Right, thank you. 2024 is going to be a very interesting year. And I like your variety right. of music, whereas, again, you could go badness, you could go badness, goodness, and everything <laughs> in between. You understand? Yes. And do it flawless like you really, you with the same passion right. for every song. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No problem at all. <laughs> Let me give you an outro and get you out of here, all right? All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, The Pull Up, and we are out. 
This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusica.com.